Morning, everybody. How you doing today? Um, interesting one on the books today. Uh, we're going to talk about this absolutely earth-shattering report that came from Bloomberg uh, yesterday about a possible hardware supply chain attack. Now, the report alleges and has numerous anonymous sources behind it that a company called Supermicro, which is actually one of the largest motherboard manufacturers on the planet, um, inserted uh, unauthorized chips into um, various uh, customers' products that gave access to a third party. So basically they put a hardware hacking device on these orders and they named some pretty big names. They called out saying that um, Apple was a customer um, and that Elemental, which is a video processing company that had some rather large government contracts and was eventually acquired by AWS, was also a customer. Now, a couple of interesting things about this, actually a mountain of interesting things about this. Um, one of the biggest is the fact that um, all the companies named are issuing vehement denials um, to the point where CISOs are putting their names on the line saying, no, this never happened. We told the reporters repeatedly this never happened. Um, yet Bloomberg uh, obviously has a strong reputation. They also have a army of lawyers. So there's gonna be a lot of he said, she said, there's an interesting journalistic integrity thing calling out here and I don't want to dive into that because that's not very productive that's going to play out over the next few days and weeks what I think is really interesting is even just the concept of a hardware supply chain attack now a lot of what we do in security is built on um, I don't want to say trust but trust um, because when you're building out uh, certain security controls you trust that they work um, in a certain manner now hopefully you're testing that and um, we never assume anything in security we always want to verify so trust but verify um, but when your fundamental platform that processes things is compromised that causes a huge amount of issues you'll see in uh, regards to this Bloomberg story you're gonna see a number of security experts um, people uh, like Kate Mazuris who's well respected in the community quoting out some of the impacts and those impacts are you know if you can't trust the hardware you're uh, running on or all the um, software controls built up with the assumption that the hardware platform will actually execute them um, or and if it doesn't um, and goes around there's no way for software to detect that and that's really one of the biggest challenges we've dealt with that in virtualization we've dealt with that in the cloud as well um, is that there's this you're building up um, a set of security controls to match um, the value of the data in your in your deployment um, and you need to be aware of what the risks are um, that they could be subverted um, and in this case um, i'll give you an example that actually doesn't relate to this case um, but it helps explain it so when we talk about encrypting at the application layer so for web applications that's the https that's the lock in your browser the reason why we suggest encrypting up at that level which is really high up after a whole bunch of things have happened um, you know like a physical networking connection um, uh, communications across that wire to establish a connection between two points moving it up the chain through the operating system and a whole bunch of other things um, we suggest that the application layer because that prevents any compromise um, at the lower levels it reduces the risk of the impact of any of those compromises it doesn't prevent it reduces the risk so if I'm encrypting at the very top of the stack so just my application and your application can unencrypt that um, then everything in between uh, even if they capture those communications, they have to break that encryption. It's a similar thing while we talk about end-to-end -end encryption in messaging apps, things like WhatsApp, um, things like Signal, Telegram. The reason why end-to-end -end encryption is so important is because it assumes me and you, the only two devices that have the encryption keys to, uh, to access the conversation, that's it. 
everything else below, even if they capture that conversation or they divert that network traffic somewhere else as a copy stream, um, no matter what they do, they have to deal with this encrypted packet. So this is a concept in security we talk about is defense in depth. Um, it's also secure by design. Um, and it's also understanding the environment in which you're executing. So the scary thing about a hardware supply chain attack is that a lot of people just simply don't consider it. They don't work through some of the issues and they don't um, realize that a compromised hardware platform or the extent of the uh, impact a compromised hardware platform could have. And when you're talking about your baseline servers and the motherboard on that server being compromised at a hardware level, everything that you do in the OS has the potential, potential of being compromised. Because if your hardware is compromised, anything you do to encrypt, so if we do that same thing, that end-to-end -end point, the memory on that server could potentially be accessed because memory at the end of the day is a physical thing. Um, and this hardware hack is a physical thing and it could access, could bypass the route um, around some protections and access that memory directly. So now the technical complexity of an attack like this is absolutely off the charts. Um, so it's unlikely that it can actually occur, but it is possible. Um, and for some really sensitive applications, and that's why I think the report called out um, Elemental pre-AWS and uh, Apple, um, was because they handle some sensitive data. So this is going to be really interesting to see how this plays out from a story perspective, but from a hardware supply chain attack, that's why people are so concerned. It's because it's extremely difficult to defend against. The hardware we build is extremely complicated. So the vast majority of manufacturers, whether they're in uh, US, Canada, Europe, um, have their stuff built um, in, in Asia Pacific. Um, and the reason being is that that's where the great factories are. That's where the factories capable of hitting the volume, the scale, the quality uh, needed are. Because when you do something like a CPU, there's trillions of transistors on that CPU. And having a few extra gates in there, trying to find that post-production is almost impossible. So it's really difficult to verify the validity of the hardware, which is why this kind of attack is so scary. Because now you aren't sure about the, the, um, if there's a hardware intercept on your devices. Um, and then how do you handle that in software? You can't really handle the theoreticals in software. Now this is an extreme attack. This is extremely involved. It's resource intensive. It would take a mountain of effort and resources to pull it off, um, especially to target it and pull it off. So again, security is always this compromise between business value and cost to defend the data um, versus you know costing of attacking it. Um, this one's not done. We're gonna see a lot of stuff, but that's a little bit of an insight as to why hardware um, and supply chain attacks are so terrifying to the security community, are so difficult to defend against. What do you think? Let me know. Hit me up online at MarkNCA. Uh, for those of you in the vlog, in the comments down below. And as always, by email, me at MarkN.ca. I hope you're set up for a fantastic Friday and a great weekend. Um, it's a long weekend for me, so I'll be back on the air on Tuesday. Um, hope you have a good one. I'll talk to you online and uh, on the show uh, next week.